You're listening to a message from Victory. Learn what it means to have faith in week one of our Christmas series, Hark! We are starting our new series today, and uh, it's about Christmas, okay? It's about Christmas. Uh, have you prepared for Christmas? Preparation. I don't know if you follow me in my social media or, or you've been to church for quite some time. You would know that for our family, Christmas is actually a career. Okay, We make a career out of Christmas. Uh, not just in our household, but uh, in the entire OE family. It's, it's something that we look forward to. Uh, around May or June, my mom would start asking already, Okay, Larry, saan tayo sa Christmas? Larry, saan tayo sa New Year? So we, we, we need to have an answer already. We, we, we prepare for it. But how do you really prepare for Christmas? Especially when you're asking, Lord, kailan ba yung 13-month pay? How can I prepare for Christmas? Is, is Christmas hinge on your 13-month pay? Or is Christmas hinge on money, period? Or is Christmas hinge on the things we need to buy, the, the, the red shirt, the new red shirt? The new green shirt, the new white, green, red shirt, the new Christmas tree. Is it hinge on, 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 the, on the decorations inside our home? Christmas. We prepare Christmas. We prepare Christmas every day of our life. We should be preparing Christmas every day of our life. It's not just in a season. It's not just in a, on a date. It's not hinge on, 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 on a time. It's not, hinge in a, it's not just on, the, on December. That's what the world wants to do. That's how the world does it. That's why they have a Christmas countdown. Christmas sale, pre-Christmas sale, Christmas sale, post-Christmas sale, post-pre-Christmas, post-sale. But it shouldn't be. Christmas is on Jesus and Jesus alone. He, he is the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas season, Christmas seasons would come and go, but Jesus, the reason for the season remains. He is, he is the true reason why we celebrate Christmas. He's actually the true reason why, why we can come here every Sunday and, 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 and celebrate, sing songs, worship Him, come to church, go to our victory groups, share the gospel. He's the only reason. My, my prayer is that all throughout the, the uh, as we go through these four weeks, we'll know that it's not about the gifts, it's not just about visiting orphanages. Some would say that Christmas is about sharing. I love how, how uh, Lizette said a while ago that, that she knows now how to be blessed and to bless others. Some would say that Christmas is the time to share. Share what? Is it just sharing gifts? Is it simply just going to orphanages? Is, the, is Christmas season the only time that you can share gifts? Share the gospel and be merry. It, it shouldn't be. We're starting on a series. It's called Heart. Yes, it sounds German. It has actually a German origin. Okay? Uh, during the time that they would um, uh, hunt for dogs, hunt for, for uh, wild hounds. Hark! They would say the hark. Hark is to listen attentively. To call somebody to listen. To hear or so to obey. If you look um, in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, you would hear it. To hear so as to obey. To listen attentively. And we're going to be sharing this story. We're sharing stories of four individuals, four different characters. Zechariah, for this week. Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. 
four different individuals, four different situations in their lives that they're facing. One message, one message about the birth of Jesus. Okay, sorry to dispel the, 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 the plot of our preaching, but it's about Jesus. It's about celebrating the true reason for the season. Four different characters, four different plots. One, one message about the gospel, about the birth of Jesus. And one messenger. One messenger, which is the angel. Gabriel the angel. And um, we'll talk about Zechariah today. And I know that we've been, been praying for, and, uh, for some things, okay? Maybe for the younger people, you've been praying for a new toy, a new shirt. Okay, I, I remember... I remember my, my wife, she said that she looks forward to Christmas because there's only two, two important dates that they can buy toys and new, new clothes when, when she was growing up. And it was only during her birthday or Christmas. And during Christmas, there will be more toys, more food. So she would look forward to it. But we're going to look at Zechariah and his life. He has been serving the Lord Faithfully, as a priest. But he, he's waiting for an answered prayer. Something that, that, that feeling na pinagkait sa kanila ni Lord. Something that they, they feel like the Lord withheld from them. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been believing God for something? And your timeline is always Christmas. Or the end of the year. Have you been believing God for something that is up until now unanswered? Have you been be- Praying for someone, maybe it's someone, Lord, 2016, the Lord, Mag- 2017, now where is your promise? Maybe it's someone, maybe it's a promotion, maybe it's even a help, or maybe it's about salvation, salvation of family members, whatever it is. When our prayers are not immediately answered, how do we respond and react? How do we respond? How do we react? We're going to learn from from, from, from these four people, how they reacted? Or are we, are we actually in that predicament now? Maybe you are searching an, an, for an answer. Maybe you are, you've been waiting for an answer and you feel like you have to come to church to know that answer. My prayer is that we would learn from Zechariah's life. Zechariah and, and, and uh, Elizabeth's life. Let's pray. Let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you, Lord, for indeed, Lord, you are faithful. Thank you, Lord God, that... The true meaning of Christmas doesn't just fade away. But you've given us the best gift. You've presented us, Lord God, real love, real unconditional love. So my prayer, Lord God, is that as we go through this series, Lord, that we would know more of your plans in our lives. And Lord, may we also see in our very situations right now, Lord God, how you move. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen. It's found in Luke 1, the story of, 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 um, of Zechariah. And just a, just a backdrop. It's, it's a time that, this is a perfect timing because they were actually waiting for a Messiah to be born. Actually, Zechariah is the father of who? John the Baptist. The one who God has called to prepare the way for Jesus. So again, we're going back again to the preparation. How do we actually prepare? We have to prepare our hearts. My prayer is that our hearts are prepared to accept, not just to accept, but actually to be enlightened and to see where we stand as lovers of God. Let's read. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. 
and was the custom of the priest. He was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of the, of, of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him, but the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. This story is found in the book of Luke. What I love about Luke, Apostle Luke, is that he's very systematic when he writes. Uh, the, 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 when he writes, the Gospel of Luke is very systematic, chronological order, and he doesn't even um, miss details. Napapansin niyo ba when you read your Bible? Pag nasa Luke, medyo mahaba ang basahan natin. It averages around 40, 50, even 60 uh, uh, verses when you read Luke, because he doesn't. He doesn't mince his words. He makes sure that everything is there. He's very systematic, systematic and very chronological. He's a doctor. Luke is actually a doctor. Maybe some would say that, how could Luke do that? Uh, chronicle the accounts. He wasn't even there during the time of Jesus. He wasn't with the original apostles of Jesus. He wasn't there. But he had a first-hand uh, witness that tells him the story. The background of his story, it was during the time of King Herod. You know King Herod, right? The mighty king, the great King Herod, who's so evil that uh, he's really scared, not just scared that people would get his power, but he loves power, okay? And he's, uh, he's very paranoid. This king, King Herod, would even uh, cause people to die. Thousands and thousands of people died because of him, put him to death. Not only people that he doesn't know, but even his wife, he put, him to, he put her to death. Even his three children were put to death. Why? Because he's paranoid that they would take his place. That his power would be, would be gone. That they, would, they were after actually his power. It was a time where, uh, this was a time where, where in Israel, there was around roughly 800 years of people searching for, for, for answers. 500 years since the last angel appeared and uh, and a prophet, the word from God, they haven't heard in 400 years. They were searching for answer. Zechariah was a priest, serving as a priest. He's actually not a Jew, but he's a Gentile. A Gentile priest. And he was advanced in years. His wife's name is Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was also advanced in years. But the problem is, they didn't have the children. They don't have children. She was found barren. She doesn't have a child. And because of that, during the Old Testament, during the time of the early times of Israel, if you don't have a, 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 a child or you, don't, you haven't bared a children, you're, it's something that's shameful. Although he's in a status that he's a priest, people would see maybe he's not as holy. Maybe his, her husband is not holy. Or why are they not blessed? Something's missing. It's a shame for them, for, for, especially for Elizabeth, not to be able to give a child. To bear a child. Both advancing years, both Eli and then and Zechariah. They have been praying and were believing, believing God for this prayer request. But again, it's Christmas about bearing a child. It's Christmas being about having, having not, not just material, but even spiritual blessings. Let me submit to you this. That God's infinite ability is not limited with our present reality. It's a reality where we live. 
how we're living right now, it is our reality. But God is not limited. His ability is not limited. Let us not box God here and just here. He is a great God. He is a big God. Let's learn from the life of Zechariah. Are we in that predicament now? Have we thought about this? Are, are, are we limiting God? You know what? Let me pray. Because um, I prayed this prayer also early this morning. And I was asking, Lord, what, what is it in my life that you're pointing at? That you want to make sure that I, I'm believing your ability and not my ability. Not, not, not limited to my finite ability. What can we do? What should we do? One day, Zechariah, one day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple. For his order was on duty that week and was the custom of the priest. He was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Yes, Zechariah was a priest, but he was among 18,000 other priests. It's not like he was anointed. Yes, he's anointed. He's chosen. But he was among 18,000. So he was just among one among the crowd. What I want to point out here is that they would only serve once, maybe once, at the most twice in their lifetime. There's a cycle because there's so many priests, sa sobrang daming priests, 18,000, they were actually grouped into 24 different groups to serve. And when it was his time to serve, then it happened. When it was his time to serve, God intervenes in their situation. Seemingly impossible situation that no one can comprehend. How can you explain a, a, a barren, old, mature in age, Elizabeth, give birth? Remember the story of Abraham. It was actually that kind of story. Because God can intervene in any way He can. Whatever your situation right now, you cannot say it is impossible. The more impossible it is for us, the more possible God can move for you. Amen? The more possible, the bigger God is, the bigger He is, the smaller our impossibility, the impossibility in our lives can happen. And there's no accident in God's plan. It is not accident. It is no accident. God is predestined this day for, for, for Zechariah to hear and to know His ways and His plans. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Incense. Have you heard of frankincense and myrrh? Remember the three wise men who presented those gifts? It was, act- it was actually uh, used to make incense. When you, when you mix frankincense, it, it's made out of minerals, and the myrrh, which is out of uh, leaves, when you mix them together, they would create, if you burn them, it would create a sweet aroma. And you would visibly see the, the, the smoke going up to heaven. It's symbolic of our prayers being, being, uh, being heard. And the whole Israel was actually praying. Whenever a priest would go in, they were praying. Why? Because of their situation. They're waiting for a Messiah. They're waiting for, for, for that someone that the prophet has said that would come and take them out of their misery and save them and redeem them. Redeem Israel. When all of a sudden, an angel appeared to Zechariah, what was his reaction? He was shaken. He was surprised. Maybe there's even fear. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. Remember again, 400 years ago was the last time that they heard a prophet. They were waiting for 500 years for another angel 
to give them news, to appear to them. This was the time, Old Testament, when Jesus was not born yet. That's why it's very important for him, for them to de- hear directly from, from God. That's why, church, do not, do not lessen the value of knowing Jesus Christ and how Jesus came here for you and I. That we don't have to wait directly to hear from God. That He intercedes for us. That Jesus is our high priest. Don't you, don't you praise God that we don't have to put... A, a, nobody has to go to our altar to, to sacrifice to, to, to sacrifice for all our sins because Jesus already did it for you and I. But why was He shaken? Why was He afraid of, of, of angels? Maybe in our, in, in our minds, angels are something that, that are cute. Something like out of a, out of a Hollywood uh, film, film or it's like out of a um, um, greeting card. Parang Hallmark, cute sila, sometimes naka-diaper. And during Valentine, they're carrying an arrow. The angel Gabriel, who actually, uh, um, who Zechariah saw, is not this kind of angel. An angel that comes from God, a biblical angel, Represents something that's manly, huge. It, it's something powerful. It's something that's 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 fearsome. Okay, there's no gender, but they're that they, they're big, they're strong. Even in the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, you can see that one blow of an angel can actually defeat a hundred thousand people. That doesn't happen with an angel with a diaper and a cute arrow. Something strong. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. When Zechariah was praying, when he went inside, when he burned the incense, he was actually praying not just for Israel, but he was also praying for himself. He was actually praying and asking, Lord, I've been serving you. Remember the first few uh, uh, verses when he said that they are, they're, they're holy. They're almost perfect. Not, they're not, they, they don't sin. They live righteously. But every, every time he would be praying for himself, for God to answer his prayer, for God to actually give them that child. When hope was lost because of our situation, remember that God hears our prayers. He hears our prayers. He is not deaf to you and I. Whether your situation is high or low, whether you're praying for somebody who's sick or who's... You're praying for somebody's salvation. Our prayers don't fall on deaf ears. That I can promise. My very life is a testimony that God is not deaf. Yes, maybe it took me some time to get to know Jesus Christ, 33 years after, but it is His timing, not my timing. Proverbs 15 verse 29 said, The Lord is afar from the wicked, but He hears the prayers of righteous he is afar from the wicked, but He hears our prayers. If we have a right standing with God, He hears us when we pray. He hears the very cries that you make. He hears you when you kneel down and cry for help. He knows even the pain that you're going through. Do not ever say that, Lord, you don't know what I'm going through. Lord, why are you doing this to me? He hears you. And if the world or anyone would say that he's not listening to you, you're on your own, do not believe that. Because that is not God. That is not from God. In First Peter, it says here, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayer. 
uh, on a Monday, it's our day off. It's our Sabbath. But then on Tuesday, when we come in, the first thing that I look forward to are, are, the, are the prayer requests that you write. Yes, I do read. We do read your prayer requests. So yes, we know if you've been praying for a PS4 for the longest time. Is that you? He knows who, who he is. Or you've been praying for the salvation of your family for the longest time. Or you're praying for healing. You're praying for restoration. You're praying for unforgiveness or for forgiveness. We, we know those prayers. And we are praying with you. Stand, we stand with you in our prayer. Regardless of your situation, God waits to call. God's wait for our call. God waits. God waits for our call. Regardless of your situation, God waits for us to call on Him. God's infinite ability, again, is not limited with our present reality. A testament of Zechariah, when he said, Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. Can you imagine what was his reaction? What could have been his reaction? I, I hope you've gone through this, this, this chapter, or you've read through this chapter. But then, in reality, have, have you seen his face? Wouldn't he be jubilant? Wouldn't he be excited? That he, he's about to, to, to his, the prayer in his life was, is about to come to pass. God do not just hear our prayers, but God answers our prayers. He do answers our prayers, but He answers it in His own timing. But He answered it according to His faith. He is faithful. He will give you all the promises. But then again, He would not give you something or anything that could harm you. Why would He give something to you that would harm, especially your relationship with God? They, have, they may have been given up because of their situation, Elizabeth and, and Zechariah, but it is actually God's timing. Their shame was taken away of no, being, bearing no child. When God is silent, it doesn't mean that He is absent. It's not. When He's silent, it means maybe not now. When He's silent, means, anak, I have to prepare you for it. I remember um, recently, um, my dad is a very generous um, lolo, and recently, he gave my son a second-hand car uh, when he celebrated his uh, 16th birthday. I was really excited to bring my son to LTO to, get, to finally get his license. But then, I found out a day before his birthday that the government right now moved the, the age for, dry, for a student permit from 16 to 17. Can you imagine the face of my son? One day before his birthday, he has a, yes, it's, 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 it's not new. It's, it's okay. It's, it's still a car. It's parked now in my garage <laughs> doing nothing. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe God was actually teaching him something. Maybe even teaching me something. But God, God's timing is perfect. He's never absent. He knows the very count of your hair. He knows the cries, the wound. He, he, he knows it. He's never absent. He's always there for you. That's His promise. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That's a promise that He always keeps. And He is a promise keeper. In John 5 verse 14 says, and we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for... For what? Uh, louder. For what? 
anything he pleases. Anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. This is the very verse that I told my son. You ask for a car, you forgot to ask for a driver's license. And it worked. But it taught him something, taught him how to wait. God's three answers is always yes, not yet, and I have something better in mind. It's never no. It's never no. It's never no. When you search the Bible, when you look at different, all the different stories in the Bibles, there's nowhere, there's nowhere there that there's a no. It's always yes, not now, wait for a while, and then here's something better. Something better for you. Someone better for you. And look, one, look um, let's continue. Look, uh, 1 verse 18. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure that this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Zechariah said to the angel, Instead of being jubilant and happy, he doubted what the angel said. At first, he was shaken, he was afraid. But now, he had the nerve to doubt the angel. Doubt and faith never goes together. Let me say it again. When there's doubt, there's an absence of faith. When you're in doubt, that means you fear something. And you're not faithful. When we look at our situations, doubt can set us, can set in and shake our faith. When healing, when you're praying for healing... When you're praying for healing and then suddenly you knew that, that there's no actually a cure. Do you doubt or are you in fear? You have to be in faith. I remember 2006. Um, I got, my wife and I got saved 2006. March 2006. And December, Christmas of uh, 2006, we, we were very excited because it's going to be our very first Simbang Gabi. And it will be held in uh, the new church plant of Victory Alabang in Victory Santa Rosa. All the way in Santa Rosa. And we were so excited to go. But then, two days before Christmas, we received a call. I was in my office with my partner, my cousin. And I received a call. My secretary said, it's a very important call. So I answered the phone. And, uh, and out of instinct, just, just pressed the speaker phone. Lo and behold, it was somebody on the other line threatening my family to kidnap us Christmas Day. Okay? This is a true story. We, we, we were shocked. Not only, uh, not only it was just that kind of threat, but he was very detailed. I know your wife uh, gave us the name. Your kids go to this school. I, before, I only had two boys. But were we shaken? Yes, we were shaken. I was terribly shaken that even we even called the, the police, the, uh, talked to a colonel, and, and he told us what to do. So I asked him, should we get bodyguards? And he told me, if you have cash to pay for bodyguards, go ahead. But one thing that really uh, struck me there was when he said that if it actually is a work of God, then not even your bodyguards can help you. Something clicked when he said that. Because I said, no, God would never put me in harm. Not now. Not now. I never doubted that the relationship that we had that time is, re- is genuine. I have waited 33 years of my life 
to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And now I know Jesus Christ, no fear can ever get to my heart. Yes, my family, they're in harm's they, they are, yes, kind of in harm's way. But then again, I know I have a big God. I know that my current situation won't limit the ability of my big God. So we went. We celebrated Christmas. And later on, two, three years after, we got a call from the same colonel telling us that that threat was actually valid. And they even know the person who gave that threat. Don't limit a God. Don't limit our God. He won't put you in harm's way. Verse 18. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you good you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Every word I've spoken to you will come true in my time, God is saying. Every word, it's according to my time. Why? Because again, God's infinite ability is not limited with our present reality. And this is the best part. The best part is how He actually moves. When we know that He hears our prayers, that He answers our prayers. But then, what is our prayers for? for? That, that God's answers are bigger than our prayers. We know the story. We know the story that the one who paved the way for Jesus, who prepared the way for Jesus, is the son of Zechariah, John the Baptist. He prepared the way. Something bigger happened. Something, not just, he, they weren't just given a son, but a son that would pave the way for the coming of the Messiah. You will ha- have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at this birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. This part here is very important. This is actually a promise fulfilled by the last prophet. The very last prophet who prophesied 400 years ago, Malachi. He, he said this, that come, come the birth of a Messiah. It will come after somebody who would prepare that way, which is Zechariah's son. He will be a man with the spirit and the power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and He will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. They were just asking for a son. And the son that God gave them will pave the way for the coming of Jesus Christ. It wasn't long before his wife Elizabeth conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my unfortunate, unfortunate condition. Why unfortunate? Why that reproach? Because she was branded as not worthy or not holy and not righteous for not bearing a son. But now, much more than a son, His son is preparing the way for the Messiah. God's infinite ability is not limited with our present reality. Can everybody say this all together? God hears our prayers. God answers our prayers. And God's answers are bigger than our prayers. It's Christmas. And the true present, the true gift of Christmas is hope. Hope, in not in your current situation, but hope in the Lord. I remember a story of... Uh, we used to have um, a church in Victory, New Manila. 
And it's near a barangay in, 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 in the Mayang Lagi. And I remember when I was still a, a teacher in our kids' church there, um, I remember when we fed the, fed the kids, it was Christmas, we gave them burger steak. Do you know burger steak, right? One-piece burger steak, 49 pesos. <laughs> Memorization price now, 49 pesos. And we, when we were feeding them, we were surprised that some would just eat just a few, just a few bite, and then stop. And then they would close the 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 the, the box. Maybe do you remember this? I don't know if you remember this dong box. Put it away. Start with their pineapple juice, and then eat half of the French fries, and then put the French fries back to the plastic. And then continue on with the pineapple juice. And then we ask, okay, uh, are you full? Busog ka na ba? The kid answered, no, no, I'm just putting it away. But we saw one child after another doing that. Just eat a few bites and then put them away. And I said, I had to ask because I finished mine in three seconds. Gone. <laughs> Without rice. <laughs> but with fries. I, I, I had to ask. And uh, I was actually in tears when, uh, when the boy answered me. You know why? Because, Pastor, we were just praying for, for rice that will make it through this Christmas, even with just rice and, uh, and the five peso gravy. But we got to taste much more than, than rice and gravy. We got to taste burger steak. So we're putting it away. And we're giving it to our family so that we can able we will we will be able to share this Christmas. Something this Christmas. It wasn't even Christmas yet. They were just they were they said they were just praying for rice. And they got burger steak. Sometimes our, our, our prayers are so small and then sometimes we feel like if, if we're so deprived if if, if God didn't answer our prayers. But he wants big, something bigger than you, for you and I. Maybe it's not now, but it's prayer. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.